and welcome back to the Open Mic Podcast. Somebody tell Hubert Davis it is 7.34 on March 28th, and we have a very special guest and very special episode for you today. Brent Shelton, a Duke fan, is joining us today to talk about the upcoming Carolina Duke Final Four game. But before we get started, Shelton, I do owe Josh Passner an apology. That dude back in January said that Carolina was a Final Four team, and I thought he was a lunatic. Uh, he said that Carolina and Duke were the best two teams in the conference, and I did not disagree with one of those teams, but I did strongly with the other. And he definitely proved me wrong there. Uh, but so did Hubert Davis. Uh, after the even after the Carolina Duke game at Cameron, you and I were texting each other and. We both thought Hubert Davis just kind of got lucky with that game, but he's proving us both both wrong right now. He has, yeah. I, I texted you today, and we were talking about that, and said, "I guess we were both wrong about Hubert." Um, he's done. Look, he's done a great job. You know, it was. It's always funny to me. I, I read some stuff, obviously, from the Carolina side, just being a Duke fan. Um, you know, Roy used to do a little bit of the same thing. Who cares about November? Who cares about December? We're going to win in February and March, and that's what Hubert's done with this team. Um, you know, their losses are, have been ugly, but who cares now, you know? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, it's – and I think he snapped at somebody the other day because they asked him about the Wake Forest game. He's like, that was in January, dude. Like, yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in March now, going into April. Like, who cares? And, yeah, like, I was calling for his head after the – after the fourth 20 point loss, which was against Duke the first time. And it's just like, this is, this is stupid, but nope, just turns out I was. Um, and you and I kind of talked a little bit earlier today and like, that's kind of what inspired this. You and I both are, I think, think along the same lines like this is a rather terrifying game for the rivalry. And both of us are obviously looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an absolutely a lot of fun, but do we actually want to go through it and the repercussions of what happens after it? You mentioned social media. Like, I don't think I'll be able to get, I won't, if Carolina loses, I won't even come close to social media for quite a long time. No, I I, I agree with you. I I texted you today and said, I hate, hate, hate this. And I do. Um, you know, Duke had to play, obviously, before Carolina to get to the Final Four. And, you know, as, as bad as I wanted them to win, I guess in my mind I was like, well, if we lose, we don't have to play Carolina and possibly lose to them. And that's terrible to say, but as a fan, and as a player, I don't think you'd ever think that. But as a fan, it, it's terrifying um, a little bit. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. Like when somebody posted a poll question after the – second round game. So going into the UCLA game, somebody posted something that said, would you rather lose to UCLA in the Sweet 16 or lose to Duke in the Final Four? And I'd rather lose to UCLA in the Sweet 16 than Duke in the Final Four. Now, granted, when Carolina got Drew St. Peter's, it's like, all right, like, I can't freaking lose. We can't freaking lose to St. Peter's. Like, yeah, Kentucky and Purdue have, but like, no, we can't freaking lose to St. Peter's. But even the whole time you know looking at the bracket as soon as it came out the first thing i always look every year when the bracket comes out is where's carolina where's duke where do they meet because i hope that they never they never do because i remember texting i was texting judge 
during Texas Tech Notre Dame, and he was pulling for Notre Dame. It's like, no, dude, you don't get it. Notre Dame can't beat Duke. They can't. <laughs> Texas Tech has the best defense in the country. They're the only one of these two that can. You know, I'm sure there were people that were pulling for Davidson, the 10, to beat the seven in Michigan State. And it's like, no, Davidson can't beat Duke. Michigan State can. And then Arkansas just had to play out of their mind and ruin it because even though Duke and Gonzaga met earlier this year, Arkansas ain't beating Duke. And that was evident. They didn't belong in the same court. Duke and Gonzaga would have been a far better game. And so, like, when it comes to Duke, I don't – whoever's in their bracket, I don't pull for Cinderella. Like, give me the best possible matchup that Duke's going to run into so that, like, I can get them out of the way. And I agree with you in that, like, as a player, nah, like, yeah. And this kind of goes into something else I want uh, There was a – after Carolina won, there was a huge, like, we want Duke chant that broke out in the the arena. And it's like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> like, as a fan, no, you don't. Yeah, no. That, yeah. That's – that's holding up a sign that says we want Bama in football. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you're right. As a player, oh, yeah, like sign me up. I, I'm all for this game. But as, as a fan, absolutely not. I do not want this game. I won't. It, I'm fine with St. Peter's beating Kentucky and beating Purdue. I'll take St. Peter's any day of the week. I do not want Duke right now. <laughs> I absolutely uh, do not want Duke right now. I totally agree. I don't want Carolina. I don't want a Carolina that's firing on all cylinders like they are. Uh, love hitting shots from freaking 80 feet. I mean, that freaking dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't want to play them. And, and I agree with you. The first thing I always do is look at the bracket. And I was so mad this year because they normally try, the, the committee tries to position them in separate corners so they could only meet in the championship game. So the odds are less, um, you know, an additional game. And I was thinking about it this afternoon uh, in preparation for this. Uh, you know, when they meet in the Final Four, it, it, it's, to me, much more terrifying than the National Championship. Mm -hmm. You know, because at least at the National Championship, both, both sides know this is it. This is the last game. I don't have to watch Carolina play if they beat us again. I don't have to worry about that. Yes, they won a National Championship over top of us. That's just as bad as beating us in the Final Four. But... To me, I think meeting on the same side is worse than meeting in the national championship. Well, what what scares me about it is, all right, say who, whoever wins, are you going to be able to do it again in two days? Yeah. Are you going to be able to come down from that high? Because, I mean, as Carolina, you just ruined Coach K's career. You made sure he didn't get another championship. You, you met him for the first time in the NCAA tournament, happened to be in the Final Four. You said, see you, dude. Have a nice life. Yep. But now can you beat Villanova or Kansas? And I don't be, know. Kansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if either team, because of how much emotion goes in this game, will be able to get back up and do it again in 48 hours. I totally agree. I think, again, Carolina's at an advantage a little bit from a, from a not from an X's and O's or anything like that, but just from a momentum standpoint or, or – a mental outlook as in this is K's last time ever. You know, if you beat him, it's over. That's the nail in his coffin. Yes, it's going to suck if Carolina loses. But if Hubert Davis goes on to win a two or three national championships, it'll be one little blip that they play at the beginning of some clip on ESPN or, you know, CBS Sports where they say, yeah, he did lose to Duke in his first ever 
uh, NCAA tournament, but he won three or four national championships. For for Kay, it's that's it, and for Duke fans, it's it. Uh, I guess I, I I do take a little relief in the fact that this is the tournament, um, the NCAA tournament. So it's kind of you really can throw a little bit of the Carolina Duke out of it and just like I told you today, you know, just advance. That's it. You got to beat whoever it was to play tomorrow, anyways. Right. Um, and, yeah, and because they have to. As a fan, you've got to look at it as this is just somebody else is in our way. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you try to look at it as Carolina Duke and then throw it on top of Carolina Duke in the Final Four, as a fan, emotionally, you're not going to be able to comprehend it. And it's probably more as a player, this is just somebody else that's in our way. You can't – it's going to be impossible, but it's just somebody else in our way to a national title. Because if you try to throw in the fact that it's Carolina Duke too, like it's just – I I we never experienced anything close to this at Methodist. So I can only imagine like what would be going through their head playing on this level against, against their bitter, bitter rival. Yeah. For everything. And, and it's like you and I talked about too, you know, as reasonable fans, I think we consider ourselves reasonable fans. We can look at our team and say, leading up to it and say, yeah, I hate Carolina. I hate Carolina as an institution I don't like I don't like some of the players. I do like some of the players. I don't really dislike uh, Hubert Davis. I never really disliked Roy as a person. Um, but I can still be buddies and talk basketball with Carolina fans because I don't hate them. I just hate Carolina and what, who they are. Um, but it's just going to be you know for for those irrational fans like you said staying off of so, social media. It's going to be throw it in your face for the next two years maybe, three years maybe, unless, I mean, even if, and even if the loser goes on to win national championship next year, it'll still be, I think it'll still be a little bit of throw it in your face for a while, which to me, that's the worst part. It taints the rivalry a little bit. I hate this. Um, I think Kentucky and Louisville did it a while back, but their rivalry's not even close. It's not to close. What, to they try to say it, that but, it is, but yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, it's not. So that's the part that sucks for me is that it, it, it gives, like I told you today, the the opposing fan base, the winning fan base, an ultimate checkmate for a couple of years. Agreed. And I want to kind of go back back one second because you said we're both rational. I'm probably irrational when it comes to Carolina, but I'm never going to be that fan that says Duke sucks because I hate when Carolina fans say that. It's like Duke doesn't suck. Like they're pretty freaking good. Yeah. Uh, but there's Duke fans that do the same thing. They'll be like, Carolina yeah. sucks. It's like, then how the heck are we in the final four? Like, yeah. make it make sense. Yeah. And so I'm irrational about Carolina, but like, yeah, I'm not going to be that person that I'm not going to be that person that rubs it in their face because I want to be, I want to be Duke next year too. Because when next season comes around, I won't care about this game. I will only yeah. care about that first time they play in February. And it's like, I want to win that game. Final four doesn't matter. I want to win this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And the it, I'm with you because I'm afraid that say say Carolina wins in the Final Four and loses the next ten against Duke, whether that's regular season ACC tournament, you're always going to have one Carolina fan that says, "Well, we beat you in the Final Four and it's like, and I'm going to be that Carolina fan that says that doesn't matter. We've lost ten straight. <laughs> yeah, and and you know I, I'm the same thing. If a Duke fan were to do that, when you do that to me as a fan you position yourself as little brother. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like if you say if obviously national championship would be different if they played a national championship game and won one one and the and the other didn't. But if Carolina were to beat Duke and then lose in the national championship and then a fan for the next couple games was like, well, we beat you in, in the final four. Okay, well, but did you win the national championship? Yeah. No. Okay, so then you're acting like little brother. And I would say the same thing to Duke fans who were like, well, we beat Carolina in the final four. Who who cares? Like, is it, was that your national championship game? No. Then stop. I mean, it's. It's it's to me like a little bit like uh, UVA Tech in football, and I, you probably don't watch a lot of that. But but, but UVA, me, yeah. every year, and when they beat Virginia Tech, they're like, Woo, you know, we're the best, we're the best. We beat Virginia Tech. Like, yeah, but you guys have lost six straight games before that. You yeah. guys still suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate going back to what you said. I did want to touch on that. I do. I take pleasure in watching Carolina get beat on buzzer beaters during the regular season, stuff like that. Yes, yes, I do. But. Do I want Carolina to be successful as a program? Kinda. Because I want Carolina and Duke in the top ten when they play each other. And I want to beat the brakes off of Carolina. But I want I want I don't want to beat a, a you know, I'll say this and they they got their revenge, so so this is a reasonable take, I think. It was not as pleasurable beating the brakes off of Carolina when they were down. Because they were down at that mm-hmm. point in the season. They were. I mean it's like yeah. yeah, okay, we beat them by twenty. We're supposed to. Look look at them. Look at us. Um, now they came back and smacked us in the face. So credit to Davis again for turning it around. Um, but I want, I want my Carolina games like it was Duke Carolina games in, um, you know, early, uh, Doherty, um, not, not Doherty, but later Doherty when Williams took over, mm-hmm. uh, his recruits, you know, that team was really good, but Duke still had some good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the Joel Berry era. Um, they had some really good games during his era, I think, and they were some really good teams. Uh, and that's fun. You know, top ten Carolina Dukes is, is fun to me. So Carolina doesn't suck. Carolina's arguably the best or, you know, depending on your fan base and your bias, is top three, top four all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Duke and Carolina are one and two. I don't know that Duke is one. Uh, I, I As a Duke fan, I don't know that Duke is number one all time uh they don't have the history much past k um it's like they do but k has 98 percent of the history right yeah they've they've got they had a couple years and they made some runs um but k has k's it you know i mean yeah uh but carolina goes back even before that because you had dean before k and then carolina was still very good i don't remember the coaches names but even before dean yeah yeah well and, and that's that was kind of one thing that I found comical the other day. You know, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley always going at each other on those pregame shows. And Charles Barkley said he got a text from Mike Jeminski and looking at Kenny and said, I got a text from Mike Jeminski saying that uh, they refer to the, to the Final Four as the Duke Invitational. And I found that comical only because Carolina's made it three times now since Duke did last and Carolina's made the final four 21 times Duke's made it 17. So if anything, if we're comparing the two, it's more of a Carolina invitational, but honestly, it's more of a tobacco road invitational when you look at the totality of the final four. And so like, those are the type of comments that like rub me the wrong way as a fan, because even if a Carolina fan would have said it's like, dude, like that's, you're just ignoring the fact that Duke's made it 17. Like, and so those are like the type of arguments, small arguments that I dislike because I, I'm like you, like I, I hate Duke. I love when Duke loses. 
I need Duke to win because mm-hmm. last last year's game when both were unranked, like that ain't fun. <laughs> that no. that ain't fun at all. Like obviously, still want to win it, but like no, like that's that's not Carolina Duke. Yeah. I yeah, I'm with you. I miss the Carolina Duke when it's Joe Barry going against Grayson Allen and Luke Kennard mm-hmm. going against Kenny Williams and all that because those those games are NCAA tournament games. In the they just happen to be in the regular season. They happen twice, yeah. twice, sometimes three times a year. And this year is what's wild because like you've had one game where Carolina made a pretty much incredible run at the end of the first half to come back, and then it's like they forgot how to play basketball in the second. But then same thing for the Duke game, the second game, to where it's like Duke was in control most of the game. Carolina didn't go away, and the next thing you know. Duke can't get stopped and Carolina can't miss anything. Yeah. And it's always, this game has always been a game of runs, but you're used to it still being a five point game at the end of the game. And so to have two games or one wins by 20 and one wins by 12 or 13, whatever it is, it's weird because I don't know what to expect. I don't, I don't have a clue as to what to expect on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised either way, whether it is a 20 point game by one of them, or a five-point game. I'd prefer a five-point game, but I'd, with it being a 32-point difference this year, I don't know what the heck to expect. I think it's going to be pretty bad basketball for the first four minutes, and then it's going to turn into some of the greatest basketball you've seen. That's mm. my opinion. I mean, there's just – to me, I would be shocked if either team is right, right out of the gate. It's just too much on your shoulders, I think. Agreed. Um, because of the Duke Carolina, the Final Four – you know, throw those two things on top of these kids who are I mean, even older Carolina players still hadn't been in this type of, of environment, I don't really think. How uh, many of uh, Carolina's players, none, I'm taking none of them have made the Final Four before, have they? No, because the oldest one would be Leakey, and that was the Cole Anthony year, and that was not a good year. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I think uh, Duke has one kid, Baker, who played in the tournament at all before this. Yeah. So. And he hasn't played one minute in this tournament. It'll be interesting. Like, I'm I'm legitimately terrified. The other frustrating thing about this game, and it'll especially happen Saturday, win or lose, what the game will start. The game's probably going to start closer to 9-10. So it'll be over 11-15. You ain't falling asleep. You ain't falling asleep till 3 o'clock in the morning. Win or lose, you're either going to be really pissed off we're really happy, and you ain't falling asleep till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, either way, especially if it's a close game. I mean, it's the same way for me with Texas Tech on Thursday night. It was a late tip, and Duke won, but I, I didn't go to sleep till two o'clock. I just couldn't. Mm. Uh, you know, you you get pumped up and and you're nervous and all that stuff, and you can't go to sleep. So it's going to be the exact same way. I think it'll be worse if we lose. For me, I'll just be so pissed off I won't be able to go to sleep at all. Um, but I did want to talk to you about X's and O's because of the two. I listened to your podcast after the first Duke game, um, and you were kind of explaining some of the X's and O's. But but and and it all made sense, especially at the time. Now after the second game, um, there are some matchups that now to me look to favor Carolina, and then there's still some that favor Duke. I think we're more back to a classic. Uh, Duke Carolina, this guy mismatches and this guy mismatches for either team. Agreed. I, I think I think what made it interesting the second time around was Davis was just like, Brady, you've got you've got Ben Carroll and you've just got to deal with it. 
but it seemed like on the opposite end, Bancaro had to deal with Brady. And like Brady, what's unique about Brady sucks on defense. He's he's a terrible defensive player, but like he, I'm not saying he is Larry Bird, but he's got a Larry Bird game to where it's just like, how's this dude good? Yeah. Like how? Tell me how is this dude good? Like none yeah. of it makes sense. And I think with Davis, with Davis, finally, I don't know if he listened to me or he just somebody had to show him my podcast because now that RJ Davis is controlling the point, like we're playing so much better. But when ever since Caleb Love has become a buddy heel type dude, I don't know who you put on him. Because if you put if you put Griffin on him, who's a little bit taller, Caleb's got a chance. Griffin can't defend him. He's not a good defender. Right. And I think you've got to put Leaky on Griffin because I think Griffin, in my from what I've seen, Griffin seems to be the X factor for Duke. Yeah. Because all it takes, I mean, he averages what ten points, but all it takes is three threes, and those three threes from Griffin can make a huge difference in the game. So you've got to put Leaky on Griffin to limit him. Because if you don't, if you try to put Brady on, Griffin's going to go off for 20. Like it's, yeah. And it's going to be over like it was the first time. And so I, th- <laughs> this time around will be interesting because it, it is it is a classic. It goes back to almost like a, a classic K and Roy game to where there's offensive mismatches on both sides of the ball that make you think this side's going to this side's going to drop 50 easily. But then you come back from the defensive side and it's like, well, looks like we can get that 50 back pretty quickly because for whatever reason, the offensive mismasters on both sides cancel each other out because yeah. neither side can play defense against the other offensive side, which is, right. I think, fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, Coach K going to the zone was brilliant, but it's not – you can't go to zone against Carolina. It's just not going to work. Um, that's – Too well. That's what's been mind-boggling to me for years. It's not necessary. That's that was what was really mind-boggling to me about the Texas Tech game. When as soon as Duke went to zone, those first three drives that Texas Tech had against it, it looks like Texas Tech had never seen the zone before. And to me, and I don't know if it's because I do watch a lot of Duke games because I watch Dukes to hopefully watch Duke lose, and so yeah. when they don't, I just end up pissed. But like I watch Duke to hopefully see Duke lose, and when Kate feels like he has to, he throws that two-three zone in there quickly and all of a sudden it, it works and it's just like it, when you get to the tournament time you have to be prepared for that yeah and for texas tech to not be prepared now eventually like they were able to score off of it but they had to have a timeout to do it if k tries to pull that mid and you know this if k tries to pull that mid midway through uh the game carolina's going to recognize it immediately just because of how much they pro- or they were able to work against his own from Roy because going against Syracuse is always a breeze. I love playing Syracuse. And so anytime, anytime you throw the zone at Carolina, it's just like, Oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Okay. Like we'll figure it out. And they do. Yeah. And and so I think that, that what Duke what Duke does on defense is going to be really intriguing because I do think their best bet is man to man, but then Carolina has to attack Mark Williams. You have to get Mark Williams in foul trouble. That way you clear up space for RJ and Caleb to get to the hole. Yeah, another X factor, I think, for Duke, talking about just that point, is Theo John. Mm-hmm. Uh, can he come in? Sometimes he can come in and, and play brilliantly. Sometimes he's just terrible. 
The good thing about him is you know he's not going to play all that much. So you throw him in there, drive it, Theo, fine. You're going to rack up four fouls and nobody cares because he's not going to be in the game after the, you know, 10 minutes to go anyways. But if he can play decently, and he did against Texas Tech, he provided some spark, especially in the zone. Uh, they started, if you noticed, and you may not have watched it close enough, but uh, they started scoring on the zone, Texas Tech did, after Mark Williams came in and Theo John came out. So that that could be, to me, a difference maker, or it could really hurt, depending on how he plays, and he could go either way. So that's another wrinkle. Um, the Johnson kid could be a wrinkle. He's he's a tall, big body. I've seen him make some good plays for Carolina. Uh, you know, he he can certainly rebound. I think that's where Duke would get hurt by Puff Johnson. Now, I don't know how much Davis will play him. He he plays him some, at least at what I saw sparingly in the not the Peacocks game, but the game before that. Um, It'll be interesting to see. You were talking about who can guard Love. The only person I can think of that has a chance, and I'm not saying he can guard him by any means, would be to throw Keels in there, who's a mm. big-bodied kid, and see if you can just out-physical him and, and get in his head that way. Other than that, I mean, the way he's play, the way Love is playing right now is is out of his mind. Um, yeah. He's got to... Either you got to let him have his at this point and, and try to keep Baycott and Manic from getting theirs and roll on, or you've really got to double him or figure out something to do with him. Um, it's, to me, I would just let him get his. Because right. he can miss shots. Oh, yeah, he definitely can. That's, <laughs> and I, I do think that's the key for both sides, is I think you've got you've got to look at the starting file for both. If you're – and I'm now obviously they know a lot more about basketball than I do, but just my opinion, you've got to look at the starting five. You can't really say, all right, yeah, Bancaro's going to get his, Love's going to get his. We cannot let Manic get his. We cannot let Griffin get his because if those two get theirs, then we're screwed. And I think that's how you've got to look at it. Look, because I mean, if, I mean, even if you think about it this way, especially if you watch the last dance, you'd see all the time, Michael dropped 47, but the Bulls only won by three. And so if Bancaro gets 47, but you hold Griffin to five and you hold and somehow Jeremy Roach doesn't develop a jump shot because I don't know where the heck his jump shot has come yeah. from recently. Yeah. If you keep him to his two or three, then Carolina's in the game. Same thing for Duke. If you let Love get 30, but Brady's only got 12, Baycott's only got 10, and RJ's only got five, Deuce got control of that game. Yeah. It's just you've got to make sure that second person for both teams doesn't get theirs because if they do, either team's in, I think, in for a long night. And it's just figuring yeah. out who who do we put on them. All right, Leaky's got to stop. Leaky's got to stop RJ Griffin – or, excuse me, um, the heck is his name? AJ Griffin. AJ. Uh, and who do you put – I guess Wendell Moore is probably your best wing guy. Who do you put him on? Do you put him on Love or do you put him on Davis? And then, because either one of them good defense. going off. Yeah, and Moore, to me, has not been playing great defense lately. He was very good at the beginning of the year. I, honestly, Jeremy Roach, I, I take the Keels thing, you, you may, could, Roach, you know, Roach is one of those little mm-hmm. shifty guards who really can get on your nerves as a defender. Agreed. That may work against Love, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Duke, Duke has to – well, look, Either team is going to have to find maybe a surprise. Um, 
you may have to have some, some – and, and for some reason, Carolina will figure out a way to have, like I said, like Puff Johnson will have 15 points somehow, I, I feel like. It just – Duke, Carolina, it always – one of those guys always comes out of nowhere. Um, but Duke needs that guy too. I mean, whether it's Roach or maybe Keels. You know, Keels has had a terrible tournament. Who knows? If he shows up, that could be a huge X factor for Duke. Um, obviously, Manic, like you said – I think I hate Manic the most on the Carolina team just because of what you said. Like, how is this guy getting 30 points? What yeah. are y'all doing? Are you telling me you can't defend this guy? Are you serious? Yeah. He <laughs> looks like a dude that just shows up at the Y, and you're like, oh, I can take him. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's got 60 on you. And it's like, where the heck yep. did this come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the, I mean, golly, you just it, have to get some of my nerves. Uh, uh, I actually have a lot of respect for Baycott. Um, he actually, I don't know if you saw it, but he tweeted out Roach. Uh, when Roach hit that big shot against Michigan State, I don't think um, I saw that. I don't, I don't know. If they, I don't know if they did played AAU ball together or what, but uh, they must have been some. They must be somewhat friendly because he he said big shot or something on Twitter. So that was pretty respectable. Um, shocker for me, but I get. Yeah. But at the time, I'm sure neither one of them was thinking we're going to play each other in a couple yeah. Of weeks. <laughs> it's it's going to be a while, and I hate to cut this short because this has been a really. No, really fun you. conversation. Um, but yeah, we we're definitely doing this more once the season ends because there's sure. there's so much that I think you can talk about from that's what makes this rivalry so great is there's so much to talk about this rivalry because they are so alike when it comes to, to accolades as a whole. Uh and then but yet so different with the mm -hmm. personnel that they constantly throw out there. And then yeah, seeing what Shire does after really like it's Shire's program in a week and a half. Yeah. And so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what he does kind of going forward. But dude, I really, uh, if you've got one any, question before yeah, we go. go. Yeah. All right. Is it going to be a close game or not? Dude, I don't freaking know. I'm yeah. always, I'm a negative thinker and I think Duke's going to win by 15. Like I'm freaking paranoid. <laughs> I, 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 I'm the same way. As soon as, as soon as I think Carolina got up 10 or whatever on, on St. Uh, St. Peter's, I was like, well, they're going to roll in here and beat Duke by 10 and ruin Coach K's life and my life all in the same token. So that's what's going to happen. That's the way I'm thinking about it for the rest of the week. I haven't worn a Duke shirt. I'm not going to wear a Duke shirt. I've become superstitious about that. I'm not, besides talking to you about it, I haven't really engaged much on social media about it, and I'm not going to. But I think it's going to be a blowout for Carolina. I think I, <laughs> I think that's so funny because like, it's weird. Like I think every time that Carolina plays Duke, I think Carolina loses. And then like, I'm shocked when they win, but it's like, yeah. I shouldn't be, they split 50, 50, every hundred yeah. that they play. Yeah. But that's, I think that's what makes this, the, this rivalry so great is like, I, th I think there, you, you do look at the other school and you're like, I don't know how we can beat them. I really don't. Mm -hmm. And then, and like, I, I, I watch Duke every year, especially the Zion year with Zion, RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. I'm like, I don't know how anybody can beat that team. Like Luke may can't play against those guys. And then he yeah, does. They did. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, that's, that's what makes this rivalry so frustrating and so fun at the same time, because like you just, yeah. you have no freaking clue about and, what's and it's like happen. you said, and I know we got to cut this off, but it's like you said, it, it's pretty crazy looking at uh, some of the stats on the final four. So uh, Carolina now has the record for most all time as a program, right? With mm -hmm. is it 21? Yeah, 21. Yeah. And then Kay's got the most all time as a coach now with yeah. 13. Um, 
and there's there's I can't remember them all, but it's like literally a list of four or five that it's one goes to Carolina, the next one goes to Duke. All mm. about the Final Four, and it's yeah. it's 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 incredible. Um, and we've been lucky to hate each other like we have and be so good uh, as we have, um, because you see, you know, Kentucky and Louisville, like we said, that's not even close. But they consider themselves a rivalry, but. You know, Louisville's been terrible the last four or five yeah. years, and Kentucky's beating the brakes off of them, and we really haven't seen stretches like that at all. No. Not not more than one year, really. Yeah, you you look across the board at any rivalry on any sport. It, there's nothing that compares to this. There is there is one little stat that I will throw out there, and I kind of mentioned this in a previous episode, um, but obviously it's a stat. All it does is predict the past. But the loser of the second Carolina Duke game has never won the national title in the same year. Wow. And so that that is a wild stat considering how good that like the first game doesn't matter and the third game doesn't matter that they play, which is typically an ACC tournament. But that second game historically has been the one that matters. And it'll be because it'll be interesting to see if that gets broken this weekend. And I say that because prior to I guess this past weekend, I think I saw that Kay was 0 and 5 on the West Coast in the NCAA tournament. He was. And he yeah, came away he with was. two wins. Yeah. And so it, it'll be interesting to see if that stat holds true or if that stat gets broken as well, which will just be terrible because that'll just be the epic storybook ending. And it's just like, you know what? This freaking sucks. I hate basketball. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing that, uh, that, that's, that's really good for both sides if you win. Uh, if Carolina wins, they, like I said, they've killed Coach K. He's done. His career is over. If Duke wins, it, it, you get to make Carolina sick with the storybook. Mm. Like, you, you let the guy march to the national championship in his in his swan song. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it, it, it sucks. It's going to be great if Duke wins, but I still think it sucks for the yes. rivalry. Agreed. Yeah. It, it'll be a lot of fun, but I don't want it. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it, actually, yeah. it's only fun if the school that you want to wins. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be terrible if yeah. if they lose, and that's losing this game is much to me much worse than winning it. I oh, mean, absolutely. Let me let me walk that back. Losing this game would be much worse than the feeling you would get from winning it. To oh me, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I feel that way anytime they play. Like I love. Love, absolutely love winning this game, being on the winning side of this game. But that is a short month, typically, from when they play yeah. again, or a short week from typically when they play again. If they lose, that's the longest month ever, and I don't feel like they'll ever win again. Yeah. And so the loser of this game is going to have to sit with it for freaking eight till February. And that is a terrible feeling. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's all it bad. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> well, all thank right. you for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Look forward to doing this again, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember to follow the show on Facebook at the Open Mic Podcast, uh, Twitter at the Open Mic Pod, as well as Instagram at the Open Mic Pod. I'll talk to everybody. Hope next Tuesday, hopefully in a good mood, but we'll we'll wait and see. All right, Shelton, I appreciate it. Yeah, man.